Welcome to the Out in Westchester podcast. This week we are coming to you from Vega, 189 Vega. East Hartsdale Avenue, Hartsdale, New York. Visit VegaMexican.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vega Mexican, where every Monday they've got $4 beers, all of their beers, draft, bottled, domestic, imported, all are $4. My name is Frank Pellegrino, and I am joined by my incredible co-host, Liz Wadalski. Hi. Hi, guys. Thank Hi, you Hi, Elizabeth. Good to see you. Good seeing you guys. Guys, we are Nice meeting you for the first time, actually. <laughs> you as well. We've yeah. got a big show for you. We are joined by two incredible talents. To Liz's left, we have Tara Canastrasi, comedian from <laughs> Westchester County. TaraJokes.com, WeStandComedy.com. On November 15th, she'll be at the White Plains Comedy Club. And November 20th, she's got her monthly show at 808 Social in Scarsdale, New York. Great place. We've been there. We, we had have. a lot of fun. Oh, you guys did it already? Yes, we, we were there. there. Yeah. I think our third episode yes, was okay. at the 808 Social. We the Bistro then. I'll get you at the Bistro. Yes, we haven't okay. been there. I'll when we there. did it, it was like a day or two after your show. So we just missed plugging it. Okay, it's all right. Um, By a day or two. Yeah. But they were close. <laughs> we're also joined by Ray Tabano. That's me. Musician. Yeah. One of the original members of Aerosmith. Yeah. November 2nd, he'll be at Barney McNabb's in Yonkers with the British Invasion music show. CrazyRaymond.net. And on Facebook, follow him at Ray Tabano. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. You kidding? I love talking. Where is the crazy Raymond? I got to be careful with Tara, though. I got to be careful sitting next to Tara. You're giving me some great setups. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm saying I'm, I'm, right she, she's been rolling all over me since I met her. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, it, this episode's like four Italians come to a Mexican restaurant. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. We are all Italians. Wow. <laughs> Here's more, and they're giving us some great There's drinks already. There's a lot of cocktails. Know, Jesus, I what? think that's a spicy margarita. That's a spicy margarita. Look at this. I, see, I like jalapeno. The color, that one, baby. I knew it was the color of the. Wow. Oh, with the jalapeno in it? Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Give it a try. Let us know what you think, Tom. So Tuesday Ray, you're trying margarita. No, no, no. Today, right? That's for my wife. Oh, okay. oh we're gonna pass this over we'll to her. Yeah. Would you mind? Yeah. She needs one. She's in the bleachers watching the, yeah, yeah. the whole thing go down. Living with me, she needs one. No, no, that's a deal. Right, what do we think of these drinks? I, oh, we, I don't we know have if to I... cheers to this. Cheers there you go. Cheers again. Cheers. Here we go, baby. I'll try, I'll try a sip of this. Okay, one more time. Ooh, I can smell it right away. Can you smell jalapeno right away? Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's... All right. I'm not trying it if you're saying it's crazy. It must be... I'm not drinking and I tried it. Wow. Is it hot? It's That's mango good, spicy, I think. Yeah. I wonder if it has mango in it. Something yeah. citrusy, yeah. right? I had to stop drinking a long time ago. So. Ooh, yeah. I found I was allergic nice. to it, man. Every time I started drinking, I, I broke out in handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. wasn't good. You sound like my dad. <laughs> wasn't Which good. Which is why you do You grew up in Yonkers or you grew up in the Bronx? I grew up in the Bronx. Okay. Oh, whereabouts? Uh, we grew up around the Parkchester area. Okay. You know, and then uh, we moved up to the Gun Hill area. Okay. Uh, remember, I don't know, you would remember, you're too young, but they had a place called Freedom Land. They tried to bring like Disney World to the Bronx. Oh, yeah. And when it didn't work, they built Co-op City. Oh, there you uh, go. So, so that's, right. I was born in that right. Then my mother remarried when I was about 11. Right. I moved up to Yonkers. Right. And... Uh, that's when you went to That's Yonkers I, school system, right? Well, what happened was, what happened was, you know, I was used to being, you know, with concrete and stuff, and then I came up to Yonkers, and we lived by Spring Lake for the golf course so before oh, yeah. they built the highway, so it was all wooded and stuff like that. So I felt like Nature Boy when I moved up there. Wow. And the funny thing was, like one day I was, I went down to the lake, and I wanted to see the lake, but I couldn't see it, so I climbed up this tree to see the lake, and I'm up there, I'm going, wow, man, like a Nature Boy. All of a sudden, somebody hit this guy. I go, hey you! And I look down. He goes, he goes. I said, what? He goes, that's my tree. It was Stephen Tallarico. 
Is that when wow. you first That's met him? That's how I met him. Oh, how old were I, I was 12. 12. 12 or 13. I was in his tree. Wow. <laughs> so that's how we met, you know. And, uh, and then we met again about, I don't know, about four or five months later, walking around the street, and he was hanging out with some guy and some kid, and they came over and they started harassing me. Uh-huh. And uh, so I went over to have a fight because I was a... Uh, I was, I like to tangle. I like to yeah. tangle. Well, you know what it was? When I moved up from the Bronx, yeah, I, I found that the kids in Yonkers were, were soft. Yeah, oh, I could, yeah. You know, I, could, I, could I say ha- the Bronx boy thing like I'm yeah. proud. I'm a Bronx I, I am from the Bronx. I'm telling you. I'm saying they were a little soft. So I, I, I kind of like kicked everybody's butt. But uh, as I went to go have a fight with him, some guy came out of the door and said, he pointed at Steve and he goes, kick that kid's ass. So he, he, he had a reputation for being a pain in the ass, too. So okay. We got to get into it. So you were one of the founding members of Aerosmith. Yeah. And it started in Yonkers, Bronx area, or I thought it started in Boston. Well, and what happened was in, in when we were in high school, in junior high school. Okay, uh, when we were in junior high school, and the British invasion stuff first happened, you know, we got caught up. Now, Stephen's father was, you know, the uh, the uh, the musical director for Cardinal Spelling High School for forty years. So oh, Stephen had a real wow. strong background. His grand, his, his uncles My and went his grandparents, to yeah, they were all they were all musicians. So he had that background. So his band, like they were, they were really good. They could play. Now, the reason I got into the band was. A bunch of kids came up to me and said, Ray, could you join our band? I, I said, but I really don't play. They said, I said, yeah, but you're a tough guy. You know, I was a hippie then. They said, and, they, and they won't beat us up if you're in a band. Huh. So I said, well, get me a guitar and I'll join the band. So they got me a guitar and I started playing bass. And we had like a Rolling Stones band. And Stevens band was like a Beatles band because they were good musicians. They could play really good songs. They had harmonies. Yeah. But we looked cool. You know, we had the girls and the long hair, so that's how it was in junior high school and high school. Mm-hmm. We had the Rolling Stone band and, and, and the Beatle band like that. But what happened was, as time went by and people grow up and they want to play rock and roll, their parents are saying, uh, you're going to college, you're going to be a doctor, right. you're going to be a lawyer, right. you're going to be an accountant, you're going to get a job. Right. So the herd thinned out. Okay. And, and it was basically me and Steven and this other guy, Don, and we were in a band together called uh, William Proud. Mm-hmm. And we were playing out in Long Island. And Stephen decided, I don't want to be a drummer anymore. Because, you know, we went to a lot of shows. We used to go down to, down to the village. And, mm-hmm. you know, he looked like Mick a little bit, you know. So he wanted to be a front man. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, he, and he had the talent to do it. Right. So he tells Don, I want to be a front man. And Don goes, well, if you're going to be a front man, we've got to hire somebody else. And, you know, we're not going to afford it. And Stephen goes, I don't give a flying shit. I want to be a front man. And so Don goes, well, then, now, then we're going to have to start a new band. Now, I was also making stuff with leather, leather, but I'm doing my hands, and I was, we watched a movie called Alice's Restaurant, and I was with my, my high school girlfriend, and we decided to move to Stockbridge because it looked like a cool place to live. So we were making leather goods and stock goods, and we were selling them to white people in White Plains, oh. and we weren't making any money. And I had heard, I had run away when I was 17 years old to Boston. I don't know how I wound up there. I said, you know what, Stephen? I'm gonna go up to Boston and open a leather store up there. You know that guy Joe you told me about you met in New Hampshire? Why don't you grab him? We'll go to Boston. We'll start the band there. Hmm. And that's basically how the whole thing started. Why Boston? Because I, I, I was making leather goods in New York here. Right. And I was selling to this guy in White Plains. I was in Stockbridge. And right. he was making me sell them for half the price. I said, you know what? I'll open my own store. I like Boston. We'll move up to Boston. Oh, we'll just Boston. Just, just, just yeah. Okay. Yeah. just going to go and do it. Because you know, I liked it. I, I went up there and we rented a place okay. on Newberry Street. And you called it the Yellow Cow? Yeah, how that happened? Is that after like the Yellow Submarine? No, 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 no. Because no. that's how no, no, I put no. it together. Even Listen, though it was a leather store. What happened was... I wound up in, on, on Haight-Ashbury in 1968. 
in San Francisco. Lola. Yeah, I was in I was on Head Ashbury. And you I really were hippie. a hippie. I was with the hippies. I was living yeah. up in, in, in a commune up in the Russian River, right? And, and we used to do a, a book called the Yi Ching, where you would throw these coins. Okay, uh -huh. and and, and when, whatever way the coins came up, there would be a configuration. You would look up that configuration in the book and do the reading. So when I went to do the the name of the store, I threw the coins, and the coins came up with this reading, and it said, "A man will come on a yellow cow." A man will come on a yellow cow. A yellow cow. Yeah, and that's why I named I've the store. I've never described a woman that I've been with <laughs> as a yellow cow. That's, a little weird. that's why I named the store. That's why I named the I named the store the yellow cow because wow. I, threw the, I threw the coins and the, and the book told me a man will come on a yellow cow. I said, okay, here we go. Okay. Yellow, and, and, and I'm opening a leather shop. Yellow cow leather. I'm going. Wow, man, this is like wow. Wow, that's <laughs> tricky. <laughs> So that's how it happened, man. So how many years were you with the band when you started in Boston? Well, we started the band in, in uh, 1970. Right. I was about a year and a half into the band, mm -hmm. you know, and then uh, Joe Perry and, and, and Stephen were getting real close and they were doing some writing and stuff. Uh, I really didn't care about it that much. Right. You, know what I'm you had your store. You I had the store. You were merchandise. Yeah. No, I was like, you know, I was, I was making money on the side, you know, doing things that we do back then. And, right. Uh, you know. Right. And then, you know, Joe said, well, I know this guy, Brad, you know, actually what happened was Joe was going out with this girl, Alyssa, his first wife, Alyssa Perry, and uh, uh, she knew this guy named Joe Jammer, and uh, he goes, hey, that guy, that guy Raven, you got to get rid of him, man, you got to get somebody that can play, you know, better than he can play. And I right. really, I didn't practice, I didn't, right. like, I, like I said, like, the reason I was in the first band I was in, because they, they wanted somebody that wouldn't beat him up, you know, so. Right. You had muscle. <laughs> yeah. the muscle. Cool looking I was, guy. I was a muscle base. Yeah. You're coming with me. Yeah. But anyway. You heard that? She doesn't care. She knows it's not going to happen. She's like, please, please come. It's not going to happen. But anyway, anyway, so. So, a year and a half, she so found somebody so Brad, else. So Brad, you didn't Brad, take it personal, it sounds. I didn't, take, I didn't care. Right. I, really did, right. I really did not care. Right. As a matter of fact, the band that Brad came out of was a band called the Just in Time Band. And what happened was I wound up in that band. So we basically switched bands. Oh, okay. I wound okay. up in that band, and we even opened yeah. for Aerosmith. That's great. We opened wow, for them one time. Great. So you kept the relationship. That's yeah, really nice. It, it, it was okay. It was, you know, it, it, was, it was funny because after when I, I taught Brad all my parts, we were up in, in Vermont someplace, Bellows, fellow Bellows so you, Falls. Wait, you taught your own replacement? Yeah. Wow. I broke him in. And then I, and as I was leaving, Joe Perry asked me, the guy who threw me out of the band, Basically, it was like his, his idea. He asked me for a ride back to, to Claremont, New Hampshire. You know, back right, to Sunnyfield. That's where he was from. I had my New chopper. Hampshire. I had right. my bike on. Women don't work like that. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said show you. I'll give wow. you a ride. So I put him on the bike. Just do a little gender reversal in that situation. Yeah. And what was happening, as I was walking out the door, Stephen... Stephen Imagine was, an ex-wife breaking in the new wife. Right, like, right, let me right. show you how where the right. dishes this go. Is very old. Like where the dishes go? This okay. But as I was leaving, there were two different ways with the I'll give you a ride, right. the other yeah. way. <laughs> oh, I'll give you a ride, bitch. Right. That's really That's incredible. A one-way ride. So yeah. how long did you, did you stay in contact with, with Steve? Well, I listen, so after that, as, as, you know, so I, I, you know, I left, and I, I moved up to Maine with a couple of friends of mine, and uh, we started a farm. We had a teepee, a school bus, and, and a, a work shanty that we built, and uh, we grew uh, pot and green beans. So wow. hippie, so you know, hippie. And, and we, and, you know, we, we had to pump water and chop wood yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, our house was so far up the hill, the road ended. Uh, Where in Maine? We were in a place called Brooks, Maine. 
Okay. We were 12 miles northwest of, Be of Belfast. I just went to Maine for the first Belfast. time. Yeah, so it's it's, a, it's another country, man. It's, it's not another state. It's, I love Maine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's another it's country. Really white, like, yeah. but it's yeah. cool. Yeah. So anyway, I lasted nice. two winters. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, Stephen had, had left up the message with my mother she, that he wanted to see me a year later. Oh, and I said, now nah, I like it up here. So, so at what point after you left the band, did the I, band actually start taking off? About, about nine months later. No. Uh, they, well, we were oh. playing around it, but nine, nine, no, nine months later, somebody, this guy named Frank Conley, who was a, a local, a local yeah, yeah, guy yeah. up there. and. Yeah. Um, was, listen, if it wasn't for Frank Conley, and when you know, and, and when everybody wrote their book, Stephen and Joe and everybody, and, I, and I'm working on mine now too. Joe was the only one that that gave Frank Conley the credit for giving them their break. Because if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have had the money. Right. And, because he There's was he, he was producer. a big shot. He yeah. was a big fish in a little pond up mm -hmm. in Boston. Okay, so he got them into all the clubs. Right. He put them there, let them play. Right. The because they there. were competing with the British invasion. Stones. He gave him a place to rehearse. You yeah. know, and, and, and like that. And then when and then when they got to the point where he couldn't handle it anymore, he called up New York and uh, what do you call uh, David Krebs and and Steve Lieber, who were just left the uh, what do you call the uh, William Morris agency to form their own formed their own management company. That's how they got hooked up with David Krebs. Wow. And, and David Krebs was the, was the one that pushed them. Everybody was looking for bands back then. Uh -huh. so that's what was happening. Everybody right. was looking for bands back then. Right. So what am I doing? I'm up in Maine smoking hash, watching the pot grow. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, that, was, that was a career choice. <laughs> right. We'll make our choice. I was yeah. cool. I was cool. <laughs> I gotta ask, I mean, I, I know you said you, you didn't care. But like, is there any part of you that regrets kind of just letting it go? Because it sounds like, and maybe you've painted just a really nice picture of it, that you were totally fine with it. I mean, you, you, you taught the replacement everything that you knew. Does any part of you kind of wish you could go back and say, you know what? And I'm sure you're fine with it today, but you ever you had those what? moments? I have a person that I, a spiritual guy I talk to all the time because I need help. We all do. And, yeah. and you know what he yeah. said to me? You'd be the dead Aerosmith. <laughs> right. You know what? It's the synergy yeah. between that band that, that was formed together. That's what he said to me. Right. I'd Each, be the dead one. That's what right. he told me. Right. And, 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 and I have a, there's a song on, on, on this album, my, my Crazy Raymond, my, yeah. my Plan B album. Right. Because the first band, Crazy Raymond and the Watchdogs, didn't work, yeah. so we went to Plan B. Okay, so on this album, there's a song called Try B and Me. Yeah. Stephen plays harmonica on it. And, uh, right. and that's, that's, that's basically like the story of my life. Right. You think your life ain't easy? Right. Try being me. You can't regret. Now, you where can't can we look get back that out? Is that on iTunes? Yeah, you go on my go on my website, crazyraymond.net, and yeah. you, and uh, on the bio page, you go scroll down to the bottom. All my singles are on there, and uh, mm -hmm. and this this one even come this one even come this is easy money. This is about the guy who's who's whose idea of a retirement plan is to hit the lottery. It comes with, with a, with a, with a $1,000 Crazy Raymond bill. Yeah, show the camera. You, yeah. you want yeah. come with the Crazy Raymond bill. And on the back, it even tells you, in Raymond, we trust because... <laughs> It's like that. Yeah. You know what? It just breaks. I'm having it fun. All the I have time. a wonderful life. I wound up with a wonderful woman. Right. Now, how I have long a have you been married? Home. I have friends. I've been married. This, this November, we'll be married 25 years. 25 wow. years. Wow, that's great. I, yeah. I did a nickel and a dime with my first wife. <laughs> yeah, what? I don't know what that means. <laughs> that means like in jail. I did 15 right. years. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. I get it. So have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever felt conflicted like whenever you have a gig? Like taking away from personal time, like you ever feel conflicted? Like, oh, we're supposed to go out, but you have a gig that comes up. Yeah. Nah, nah. No, I don't play that often. No. Right. 
I mean, I would, I would like to. I would, I would definitely like to play. That's why I put this, this British Invasion show because I'm a little older now, and uh, it's difficult in, 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 in the way the, the, the dichotomy is set up. You know, in the music industry, you know, there's a lot of money between you know young people, a lot of rappers and all this stuff. You know, and some of them are good. Most of them aren't, but most, but some of them are, are really good and they're very talented. But it's difficult for a, a person like me to get off the ground. So I know, I know, at I least for comedy, comedy, I have that. people feel yeah. a pull sure, all the time. I, I, I'm sure I you have feel the same. It. Constantly, yeah. I ask, I beg friends and family for like months in advance if it's something that I want to go to or I want to be at to please give me a date on something. Mm-hmm. But then in the same sense, I uh, I don't even do that for myself necessarily. I got a lot of slack recently mm-hmm. because I booked a show on the night of my bridal shower. Yeah. <laughs> the night of your the bridal night of my bridal. No, in my opinion, well, what happened was, is I got asked to book, do a date in April, and I feel that's the only date, that's the only Saturday in April I can't do. It was another Saturday that I was already booked. And then when they came back with the the date that they asked me to do, I go, oh wait, that's my. I didn't even think about it because I'm like, you know what? That's a day shower. Right. Exactly. And like, what am I supposed to do at night? Right. Oh wow. What what what's the gig? What is? So it's, where are it's you? Like, I'm in New Jersey, in Westwood. I just uh, I just. Did a show uh, in Jersey, and the people were like, "We'd love to have you headline the show for us." And, and I said, "Okay, you know, you can't oh, turn work down." And it's not even that you can't; it's not a maybe choice. And I think people were like, "You want to perform that night? You're going to be exhausted, or you're going to be it's going to be a long day." I'm like, "I'm going to brunch." You'll like, probably be in a great mood. <laughs> you're going to be around like, a bunch of crazy women. You're probably going to get some good day. material. I want to yeah, talk about <laughs> it. Right. Right. You're, you're going to get, get some money good material. And I was just like. No, I'm not the type, and and Frank knows me for years. Like I'm gonna revel over a blender when I get home. Like yeah. I'm just. I'm, I'm, <laughs> See what I mean? Just, How does your fiance feel? Well, I asked him, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And he's like, "Call me." But he knows me well enough, and he's like, "You know what? Fine, I'll drive." You know, like right. it's not. It yeah. wasn't as that big marriage of an is gonna issue. work. Yeah, I know. With right. with Chrissy and I, we have those conversations all the time, right. and I want to say ninety percent of the time, ninety five percent, I'm totally fine with it. Right. Especially if it's a big, if it's a headlining gig, right. or if it's like. She's going to be on a podcast with, with Jim Norton or whoever yeah. else. It's like, I get it. But like sometimes it's, when it's like the third or fourth time in a row that we postponed a date night, I'm like, listen, I totally feel like three in a row we had to cancel. Three strikes in your route, pal. <laughs> yeah. A little, not, not quite, but like she's going to feel it after a while. Right. You know? Or like yeah. a significant event. Like granted, right. if it's a wedding for someone. or I miss a lot of events. Like... I'll ask. I asked my best friend for a date for her birthday, and then she switched the date. But the day that she switches to, I was already booked, so I hadn't. But the amount of guilt I, I'm like, I felt by not being there. You know, it's a, it yeah. does it. It balances out. You and Chrissy, like me and Mike, are always we work. We get it. We're in the industry. Yeah. Mike's supportive of the industry, not necessarily in it. So for me, it's like. There are times where I'm like nobody else is gonna understand. Hey, listen, when I when I left the, when I left the music industry back in, in in the 80s and I was bouncing around for a lot of years, I wound up at the French Culinary Institute. Wow. Okay. And I, and I have a I have a degree in classical French cuisine. Wow. I'm a trained French chef. I am. Is that a proposition? I am. Wow. And I and I work I worked in, in in the food industry for 26 years. I just retired two years ago. Wow. While I was doing everything else, that's okay. even more taxing. And I, and I, wor- I worked yeah. every holiday, right. yeah. that's every even weekend, more right. exactly. okay, 
So, so I know exactly what the she's talking about, man. Okay. Oh yeah. So, so now that My I'm re- now that I'm, re- now that I'm retired, I, I, I talk about this. When I, when I got back into the food thing and I was doing it again, you know, all of a sudden I was doing it for a couple of years. I was being pretty successful. I bought. Uh, we got married. I bought a uh, home. I wound up working for the builder, you know, Martin Ginsburg, who owns properties all over the tri-state area. I wound up doing all his properties. But all of a sudden, the light came on and it said, "Play music." It will make you feel good. And I said, I wanted to start playing music again. Like so six years crazy ago, Crazy Raymond and the Watchdog band. Right? Crazy six Raymond and the Watchdogs together. And the way I did that was, when the people asked me, how'd you get that name? One night, Stephen Tyler and I, when we were kids, about 15 or 16 years old, he came over to my house, and I was climbing out the back window down the road to go move, we're going to go on the aqueduct, we were going to do something. And my mother stretched her head out. She goes, are you crazy, Raymond? <laughs> oh, that's where you And I was oh, trying to think of a name Raymond. for a band. Crazy. I said, wow, that's a great name. <laughs> and, then I, and, and then I went to, to the movies, and Joe Pesci was starring in this film called Joe Hollywood, where he was a vigilante, yep. and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, hurting that. people that were hurting people. And mm-hmm. they said to him, Joe, Joe, why, why, why do you do that? Why do you risk yourself to help these people? He goes, someone's got to be the watchdog. Yeah. And I said, wow, that's it, man. Crazy right. Raymond and the watchdogs, yeah. man. And that's Vega. how I got the name of my band. Guys, again, we're coming to you from Vega, 189 East Hartsdale Avenue, Hartsdale, New York. VegaMexican.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at VegaMexican. Tuesdays. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to go through a menu here. Yeah. They actually gave us like a lot of really. They have, they have four nights during the week that they've got specials. Their happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they extend all night. This is the happy they hour do. right now. They do. Oh. It's, like I said before, Monday it's four dollars beer, all, all beer, night. any beer, all night. All night. Tuesday it's eight dollar house margarita. Wednesdays half off bottles of wine. And then Thursdays, eight dollars sangrias. Um, I'm excited to be here. They've given us some really fun drinks. The drinks mm-hmm. are good, delicious, yeah. and the food really is. I know. And you've been here before. I was a. I my was club a soda lot. is awesome. So is my. That's what is in your club soda? Is that a little cranberry? Blood. Oh, oh God. Happy Halloween. Crazy Raymond. No, I did. I used to live right around the corner, off the block, and the food here—it's like a—it's like a healthy twist on Mexican. So it's like a delicious burrito, but like not loaded with a ton of grease. Oh, now, Tara, wait. something really cool happened to you recently. You had a short film come out, and it I won did. in Florence. We did. We won in Florence, Italy, which was a surprise because, you know, you at don't... At the film festival At there? the film festival, yeah. Uh, we won Best Super Short. It's only, it's only three really? minutes. Yes, it's only three that's minutes. Wonderful. Thank wow, you. Wow, that's really that's short. It's actually hear, two man. minutes and 59 seconds, if you want to be exact. <laughs> no, I love when people succeed. Yeah, and we, uh, I actually just got to, got, it, uh, got to see it be screened last night in Williamsburg. It, won, it, it got into a, a short film festival there. And then this weekend, it's going to be in the cutting room. What's the name of it? Uh, it's called The Chart. The Chart. You can find it on uh, YouTube on We Stand Comedy. And uh, it, it's a misdirection okay. comedy piece that I did. Uh, and actually, I put my fiance in it, so he's I not. I saw that. I didn't watch the whole thing, but yeah. I saw some little clips of it. Yeah. Is that on it's, your? It's on your website, right? It's on my. It's actually on my website. You can go to tyrajokes.com. It's in black and white. Yes. Okay. I saw um, a little bit of that. Three minutes, and uh, and it's it, it's garnered some attention, has, and it's exciting. Has really? it been uploaded to Facebook directly? Uh, yes. We have. Okay, we'll about, have to share that. Yeah, about eighteen thousand views now, I think. Or okay. Some, yeah, something like that. So pretty I'll quick. Share that. We just released it like a month ago. And then we submitted to a bunch of festivals. Great. Um, and we'll I didn't see. realize it could be that short. It. Films could be that short. They have like I, I, I looked into festivals that were like super short or micro short. And Florence Italy had a super short one that had to be under twenty minutes. 
Um, what is micro short then? Well, maybe micro was under five. Yeah. Maybe micro. micro, micro I would think micro five. is shorter. Than Come on, let's get then, these facts straight here. Come on. Right. And then uh, the cutting room had different. They had the short, short film. There's going to be a test uh, later. And then... Uh, Super short. Super short, right. I mean... Pine size. We can yeah. <laughs> now, was this produced by We Stand Comedy? It was produced by We Stand Comedy. Uh, you guys have been doing yeah. videos with Kimberly Hallam. Kimberly Hallam. At least yeah. five years. Yeah, at least five years. And we just did like how to series, like how to babysit and how to oh, uh, how to spoon in bed and just like really? great, yes, and just like random things. And then uh, this, this I just it was relevant to me in my life right now. And I said, you know what? Let's do something like this. And the and chart. The chart. You, the chart. I'm actually, Can you tell us a little about it, or? I uh, think like 1950s film noir. Okay. We go chart detective. The, love it. That. Yeah, yeah. Ray, you'd love their their it's other lovely. one of their videos, uh, the bottomless brunch video. Oh, that's you'd right. Enjoy bottomless that mimosas. You would enjoy uh, bottomless yeah. mimosas. Mm-hmm. We'll I just watched a movie on TV the other day called The Dark Corner, where Lucille Ball plays the uh, the the, the uh, detective's girlfriend. She was one of my favorites to watch. This is like a great her, film, The Dark Corner. Physicality, yeah, yeah, the Dark Corner. She just really great. She. I, I catered a party for her daughter. I met I met I met, I met uh, really? yeah, Lucille. And she was beautiful. She's a beautiful. And I went to her house, and, and she, yeah. nobody, you know, she got more attention for yeah. like mm-hmm. how funny she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she, she had was uh, the daughter had a a, a, a wall in her in the house, with all the stuff of her mother on the wall. It was like amazing. Yeah. Just pictures and awards, and it was like amazing. That must be amazing. It was like so cool. It was so so cool. That's cool. But let's talk about my music a little bit. Yes, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. You've got sure. What do you want to the talk uh, about? British Invasion Music Show? Yeah, tell okay, us with, about with, that. The British Invasion Music Show was uh, listen. Like I said, I'm having a hard time trying to get this thing off the ground. You know, when the, when the, when the Watchdog band didn't work, I went to my second band, Plan B. Uh huh. And and that didn't work. I, I so tried so now you're so on the third so, one, so which is I'm called. On the, I'm on the third step now. There you go. This is the third <laughs> step. And what I figured was, I can't, I can't be in a tribute band. Although I do play with a couple hours for tribute bands, I go on stage with them, right, and right. I introduce them, and I do stuff right, like that. Right. So yeah. I figured, you know, how can I, 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 I get, get into the public eye? And what I came up with was the idea is that the music that we listen to in the 60s, especially between 1963 and 1966. That's the stuff that made us want to play. I remember sitting in my bedroom, having Ed Sullivan in, 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 in introduce the Rolling Stones' new song, It's All Over Now. I heard that song, I want to play rock and roll. I heard that one song, that's what did it for me. I want to play rock and roll, man. So those songs, that music from the uh, from 63 to 66, all those bands that are the bands Beatles, that influenced the myself, Stones, Steven the... Tyler, and I talked to Joe Perry about this. I got permission from Joe and his wife. He, he's he's yeah, in our nice. show. You know, mm-hmm. we have a whole little narrative in the beginning of the show that Frankie who that did for me, where it talks, it shows us and, as teenagers and all our different bands and how we evolved and how we wound up and how the music wound up with us putting this arrows and package together. Okay, that's what this, the British Invasion shows. It's about the music that inspired myself, Stephen, and Joe Perry, and Joe, Joey Kramer, and Brad, all of us. To make and, that, and the next one's coming up on November 2nd. No, November 2nd at Barney, at, at Barney McNabb's, McNabb's on 600 right. Tucker Hole Row in Yonkers, New York. Right. And then you something really special you were telling me before the show in May for the veterans. Yeah, yeah. the veterans. Disabled okay. American I, veterans. I have some friends that are veterans. Now, I, listen, I'm back in the 60s, like I said, I, you know, during, during the whole thing, I was out in, out in California, man, up in the hills, man, you know. 
you know, right. popping ass during the Vietnam women, War, you know, right? You know, right. I mean, I actually, I actually, I actually, uh, you know, I, I, I hung out one night with, with Big Brother and Holding Company, man, and I met wow. Janice, and and Osley showed up, and the whole place was high. As, it was incredible. It was like all this crazy stuff stories. going on. Yeah, I got some. We got to get into so one I never, or two. I, I, never, I never, I never was in the military, but let me tell you something. I got so much respect for those guys. Absolutely. You know, a bunch of my friends went to Vietnam, and a lot of them didn't come back, and yeah. a couple of them were still in mental hospitals, man, because of what they, what they gave up. And I have some friends that, are, that I'm involved in the spiritual program with, with, with them, and I said, listen, I, I want to do something for you guys. What happened was, I give, I give to, to, to the DAV, the Save American Veterans, and I give them, I send them money, and they send me little stickers, you know, for my return address. So I got a card two years ago thanking them, said, happy anniversary. I said, happy anniversary? They said, yeah, you've been donating for 25 years to the disabled American vets. Aww. I said, really? And there's a little number. I said, I called the phone That's number great. up and I talked to him. I said, I said, listen, I said, she goes, what can we do for you? I said, I said, what can you do for me? You already did it. What can I do for you? She goes, well, maybe you should talk to your local chapter. So I found that one of my good friends was the treasurer at the Disabled American Veterans, Chapter 23, over in the Bronx. And I went over and I met with, the, with all the guys over there and said, I want to do a fundraiser for you guys. Right. And I put a fundraiser together at Barney McNabb's two years ago. It wasn't a big one, mm-hmm. but we managed to raise, you know, uh, $3,400 for the vets, mm-hmm. and the money goes into a program that tra- that just transports, you know, transportation for the vets going to and from the hospital. Mm-hmm. That's where the money goes directly. You'd be, you'd be surprised how much money like that goes in something so local. Yeah, and, 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 I did, and, and it's you know, really helpful. that's why it's good to kind of go with not such a big organization yeah. and go more direct or more local. Yeah. I did, um, We Stand Comedy produced a show for homeless female veterans. Mm-hmm. And we oh. found an actual um, shelter. And then you would be surprised how many of them there are. Right. Yeah. You'd be it's, shocked. It's the word homeless and veteran should never be in the same sentence. Yeah. But it's so true. we actually found this home uh, that was kind of in between, I think, Albany, right. a little more up north, called the Guardian House. And we were able to raise about $11,000. We did the show at the Village Underground at the Comedy Cellar yeah. with David Tell and a few other you know, really great comics that don't need their time, and and we were able to like make improvements on this home and create three more bedrooms in a house. Isn't it really to house them? And you like you get to, we got to go up there. We got to the check. We got to have a lunch. My mother came up and cooked for everyone. And it wow. makes it so much more impactful when it's something local that you can have like a direct impact yeah. on. That's great. Yeah. That, yeah. So we worked directly with the VA hospital, doc. and then this year we tried to up the up, up scale a little bit more. I went over to the, to the Grassy Spring uh, Golf Course. And I got, to, got them to let me yeah, you know, to do a thing yeah. over there, right. and we, you know, we went on Channel 12. Yeah. The, the Mayor Yock is a good friend of mine. My, Mayor Mike, you know, yeah. Spano, vote for him when he, when he comes up again. Yeah. He uh, he put on his his blast once you know every week for like yeah. 40,000 went out to, and I was on News 12 for three days before that. I my wife sent out 200 emails. I sent out 100. Very low I, turnout. I promoted both it, of them. It was very, we yeah. were very, very disappointed. Yeah. It really didn't happen in the way we expected. You know, sometimes that. you have to just start in your own backyard. Well, I'm not, that's not going to make me stop. I'm going to keep on right. doing it, man. You know, but right, I'm, starting I'm in your own backyard is always a great. Yeah. We're going to do it again. Which Frank is doing, doing in Westchester in a comedy club. Yeah. What am I doing? You're, you're creating <laughs> am I doing something in your own backyard? What happened over here? That's community. It is. Frank, yeah. somebody mentioned yeah. your name. Wake up. No, we do a lot. I'm awake. Just joking. Yeah. I think it's always important. I mean, we've done a lot of. I'm always donating to different causes and stuff. Free tickets, fundraiser nights, all the time. Um, that's actually how I started with comedy. It's, um, my best friend passed away ten years ago. We did a fundraiser to raise money for an endowed scholarship in his name. I own a prep. And that's how I started getting into yeah. events. And, and not only when we do this thing, we also we also deal with the Rolling Thunder people, you know, the POW people. They come in and they bring the museum with them. 
Right. And we set the whole museum up. So while we're doing the show, you know, before we do the show, there's a whole thing you can look and see what, what's going, what happened with all these guys, you know, how many guys gave, what they gave, what they did, stuff right. like that. And the vets all show up, and you know, we do the Pledge of Allegiance together. Yeah. And when we do the last song, we do uh, Train Kept a Rolling. Yeah. As we're doing it, we do I, we do the Pledge of Allegiance. Then we do the National. And we got fireworks going off on the. It's great. Nice. Really cool. All right, yeah. guys, we're going to have to take a break. Um, again, we're coming to you from Vega, 189 East Hartsdale Avenue, Hartsdale, New York, vegamexican.com, uh, Ray Tabano, crazyraymond.net, November 2nd at Barney McNabbs and Yonkers, and Tara Canastrasi, uh, westandcomedy.com, and tarajokes.com, November 15th, White Plains Comedy Club, November 20th, 808 Social in Scarsdale. We'll be right back. That's amazing. You do something... Does anybody know what snafu means? No. You really don't know what snafu I do, I do. Of course I do. It means situation normal all up. Is that really what it stands for? Yeah. Snafu? Snafu. <laughs> snafu. Situation normal all up. Oh, you can curse on this podcast, yeah, by the Situation way. normal all fucked up. That's what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can't curse. Oh. We can curse all we want. Oh, shit. <laughs> Are we rolling? Oh, we're good. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, guys, we are back. back. Coming to you from Vega, 189 East Hartsdale Avenue, Hartsdale, New York, vegamexican.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and well, Twitter. Gracias. Bueno. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> At Vega Mexican. We are now joined by Jeevan, the owner. Thank you so much oh, for having God. us here. And feeding Thanks. us. Thank you for feeding us. Here. Oh, really, man. Anytime, anytime. Food was great. Yeah. Anytime. We'll be back anytime. next week. Yeah. Same thing. I'll be back later. In Spanish, we say, su casa es mi casa. Yeah. Su casa es mi casa. So you've been here for 10 years. That's right. Is your first restaurant? Uh, sixth. Sixth. Yes. What ha- where's the other ones? Uh, so we have a couple in Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh, one in Brewster. Which one in Brewster? Uh, Jaipur. The Indian place. Oh, okay. Yes. Is That's Brewster right. Westchester technically? Putnam. Technically, yes. Putnam County. <laughs> Putnam County. We should do one up there sometime. Sure. Yeah, let's set that up before we leave. Definitely. So Brewster, New Jersey. Anywhere else? And oh yeah, just Westchester and Jersey. Westchester, Jersey. Wow. So we had a good array of what you guys have to offer here, and I feel fantastic. I didn't eat too much, but everything was so delicious. I love the carne, the carne asada. That was fantastic. That meat was so well seasoned, tasted so good. I also like the taco. What kind of taco was so that? So that that was a, a pork dish. It's it's called cochinita. Mm, cochinita. So we add a to it. Mm-hmm. So it gives a, a very vibrant flavor. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't too spicy, right? No, no. no. So, okay. But I like spice. There's a lot of spice here. We'll remember it for the next time. I like your shrimp. <laughs> yeah, she brushed your teeth with jalapenos. Yeah, she did. Yes, we did. That was delicious. So that had a little like, bit of like mango salsa on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so delicious. The mango sauce was very, very nice. Sweet and yeah. spicy. I, I do a dish with that. I like that a lot, man. The shrimp yeah, was I'll actually awesome. Shrimp, shrimp was not overcooked. No. It's good. Are we going to ask you about these? The chef knows what he's doing. You can always tell when the chef knows what he's doing. Right. Thank Tell you. us about these margaritas that you dropped off in the beginning. Because <laughs> they're really hot. They are? They're very hot. <laughs> Look at they're how he's so baking it. Yeah. And they're zips. still on the table. So that's that's a specialty of the house. Uh, since we opened, it's it's one of our signature drinks. Mm-hmm. So that's got uh, passion fruit in it. A little bit of pineapple. Right, I thought it was mango, yeah. Jalapenos and uh, te- what, what is that, uh, the uh, red around the rim? So that's called uh, tahin. It's uh, it's basically a tamarind, salt, chili rim. Okay. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people... A little, 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 little blend you make, you dip the glass in it. Yeah. Right. Nice. So just the trying color, to get... The color works well with the rest of the toast. Right. Festive looking. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people accustomed to a little bit of the Mexican culture, with uh, not only with food, but the drink as well. So that's our goal. That I'm babying it, but I'm enjoying it. Take your time. We have more coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm noticing that you have like Frida Kohl, Frida, right? Frida. Yes. It, all over the restaurant, who is this, you know, Spanish god, obviously. Right. So originally you were going to call it Frida. Frida. Yes, that's right. So when we when we came up with this project, that was supposed to be the name. And then by the time we were done building it, it took us a year to build it. Uh, we got a notice saying that you know the name's taken, and we had. I hate to, when that happens. So then, you, so then you decided to go with Susan Vega. Yes. <laughs> Very also another well-known. Yes. So, uh, well, again, uh, we, we did a lot, lot of research. We just wanted a short name, you know, right. so that people can remember where you're going. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Vega popped up. So Vega means the biggest star. And uh, the that's biggest how, star. Oh, biggest star in the heavens. In what? In what? It's just a Spanish word. Is and that it's a, that's Spanish yeah. for biggest star? I think yeah. Vegas also a star. Yeah. It is the biggest star? Star, yeah. yeah. I thought the sun was the biggest star. I don't want to brag, but oh, no. Actually, the sun is not a very big star. star. Okay. Really? No. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's a big star in our, our, in our solar system. But we're only in one little part of the Milky Way, baby. <laughs> I think our sun is like See? medium <laughs> size. We're just science, science lesson right here. I mean, we get learning Remember, something every day, right? Remember, useless information. I got a lot of it. <laughs> Well, it came in use right now, so that's not useless information. Snuff already. It's good. Snuff already. Listen, quit trying to chop me down, will you? I'm having fun here. So, what is your favorite cuisine? Obviously, you have multiple restaurants throughout the area. Right. Uh, Is Mexican food your favorite? Well, uh, I'm Indian. uh, No. So, Indian food is my go-to. But I enjoy every kind of cuisine. Do you ever eat across the street? Is there an, is the Indian restaurant still across well, the street? Here? I did. I, I I go there once in a while when I can sneak out. Okay. <laughs> That's the only funny. problem is she's vegetarian, so yeah, yeah. Oh. which is good. Yeah. Are you on Grubhub or anything like that? Yeah, so we're on all the uh, platforms. Okay. Grubhub, Seamless, uh, E24, uh, Postmates, DoorDash. Right. So, yeah. so is that worth it for you? Because I heard years ago maybe it's changed that you only get like 20 percent so of the of the money that that's right i mean you know in the longer picture right in the bigger picture uh, it helps they promote for you so a lot of people there's so much competition in westchester there's a new restaurant every other week and 
and uh, these yeah but you've been here six years yeah but still <laughs> but still you know we're getting old now <laughs> so uh, this helps us grow like people get to know that oh yeah there's a restaurant called vague or there's a restaurant called x or y or z mm-hmm. just by going on these platforms so yeah that does help but again yeah we don't make money out of it do you actually like let's say i ordered an entree to go right Let's say that entree is typically $20, and I order it on Grubhub or Seamless or something, and it says on those um, apps, $20. How much are you actually getting from that? So they they take out 30%. They take 30%. So are you, depending on food costs, are you you breaking even? We break even. Okay. We break even. Just say 30%, 40% food costs is usually... Because you've got to realize they have their drivers. 40% food costs, you ain't making any money. I mean, forty percent food cost. You're not making money. I mean, we break even definitely, but uh, you know, you got to keep in mind you're paying the drivers, and we don't have to deal with that headache. So right, and, and you're also not paying your servers for that. No. Okay. Yeah. And you have to be on them. Everybody else is on them, and if somebody orders from you and they try something at home, right, they might come in and right. be like, you know what, if we want to go out, let's go to Vegas. Right. right. There are restaurants you look up on, on Grubhub or, or Seamless, and yeah. you don't right. even realize that they're in your vicinity. Right. right. So if you sure. like something, then I'm more inclined to go there if I've ordered something from a restaurant and never heard right. of it. Right. Right. So you know, the di- dining scene has changed in the last five years. A lot of people, the younger generation, generation don't want to go out and eat. Yeah. Everybody Everything's wants. Online now. Yeah. So I mean, that's the way it's going. Yeah. But again, we try our best. We try to have people come out and you know do specials and stuff. And we, for a fair. You gotta promote, do, man. You gotta promote. Yeah, you gotta get your name out there. You have to. Yeah, it's like a baby. You gotta take care of it every day. That's why I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Good reminder. Well, you, you're doing well for a really rainy, rainy night that we're at right now. The bar is happening. It's so yeah. loud over there. It's I, I don't. Oh yeah, I, I, I gotta say, you know, the, the, the food here was good enough that I would yeah. come back here, you know, and that's the important thing. Well, the food is where it's at. You know, yeah. when the ambiance is beautiful. Thank you. It's yeah. really creative. Thank you. So yeah, the design was done by uh, one of our like uh, the designers whom we use, who've been using for the last ten years. She's from Thailand, and she comes up with amazing ideas. You know, we tell her what it should look like, and. I love all the colors and the fact that it's so dark. Right. This was always my favorite. Like, yeah. So smoky fog. Right. So we don't want to give a typical Mexican look. We wanted a contemporary, you know, New York City vibe into Westchester. So that's what we did here. And that has a New York City vibe. Yes. Your food has that. Yes. That fusion. Right. It does. Yeah. And like the wall of water, the cascading waterfall. (laughs) Love that. It's so. The wine Sweet. wall, the wine wall is really great in here. Like I want that in my house when I have it. <laughs> so that 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 was uh, one of the uh, things that she came up with. We don't have a basement, so that's our basement. So, so. but the tile is that almost is like Mayan looking. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Beautiful, yes. and the lights change over there all the time. True. Yeah. And the location has got to be fantastic. You're like right a, next to the train, like then you've got these huge complexes all walking distance. Right. Would you say that most of your clientele are, are foot traffic? Um, no. Uh, so we get a lot of people from Scarsdale and Bronxville. And that's where a lot of them come from. There aren't too many Mexican restaurants. They do, but again, like I said... in Bronxville. Blue Moon? Yeah, and then there's a taco. Yeah. Let's get, let's get real. What's the worst Mexican restaurant you've been to in the area? Uh, 
I, I, I don't think anybody is bad. <laughs> I don't think so. You really are trying. <laughs> no, like no, you know, every, man. everybody tries hard. Everybody tries hard. You know, yeah. it's it's it's. Listen, you gotta watch this guy. No, but it's gotta keep a close eye because he's like sneaky. It's it's a fair question, right? I I can't ask. It's it's good to know like what. I asked about the Indian place. Yeah, yeah. Fair game. Because you want to see places, not not just what works for a place, but what doesn't work. Yeah, and that's just as important when you're building a brand and building a restaurant. So so when you do when you do a project, you have to keep in mind what do you want out of it. Like yeah. what kind of clientele do you want out of it? What kind of food do you want to present out there? I mean, you're a chef, so you you know what you're putting out on your table. You know, if that's your capacity, that's your capacity. You can't do anything beyond it. So right. if you're in a location like Hardstale, you got to make sure you're ready for Hardstale. Right. right. So what is your favorite dish on the menu here? Here, uh, churrasco. What is it? The churrasco. Yeah. yeah, that's what we that's had what with we the had. vegetables. That's what yeah, we had. That was delicious. Yeah. yeah, so that's we're known for it. With the plantain. With the plantain and the My chimichurri favorite. sauce. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed that. She, she took. She stole my plantain. She did. Then worry. she tried to take my wife's. So, yeah. I, I think she wants a bag of plantains to go. But you're close enough, so you should come by. I am. Close you are. Yeah. Um, so, I have a softness for plantains. What can I say? Ten years. That that's really something when special. When I moved here, you guys opened when I moved here. Okay. Wow. So next year we're doing uh, the anniversary for ten years. We're probably going to do a little bit of renovations and oh, a little wow. little uh, a new take on the food as well. Probably. Very nice. Yeah. Now who came up the, with the menu? Was it you? Or you yeah. have a chef? No, I did. You I did. do. I did myself. And you then cook. of course we have a chef as well. Do you also have cook? You, I do. Yeah. Have you read any of Richard Bailey's books? No? So these are all uh, rest, is, right? recipes from the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of his recipes from the street. Right. Very famous yes. chef, you know, yeah, Mexican. Yeah. I was watching the other corn. day. Don't you have street corn on the menu? We do. Yeah. We do. We do. So that. one of our chefs used to work for Mario Batali. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so that's where the food's very like healthy and clean and it's that's how I described it nice. to, to it, them when I'm, we so, were coming here. Like right. Clean Mexican. Like a burrito that's like a ton of layers but no grease. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like I said, you know, when you're in the community and you know what type of clientele you have, you gotta work with it. Everybody is health conscious. Everybody wants to look like you. Right. So you know, oh. we So 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 we gotta work with that. Grow your hair longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're serving up guilt-free Mexican yes, yes. that's true that's actually it because I I feel great right now right yeah, I'm not even with a fried avocado fritter no but it's true the food always was fresh it was always clean right the chips you make in house because they're all Every, white everything is made in house the salsa everything I love the salsa yeah. the only thing the only thing which we don't make here is the french fries that's the only thing we should. We didn't have and any you French fries. guacamole at the table. Mm-hmm. Yes. Table side yes. guacamole. Yes. They have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do some rouge on the side there? That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. You need to really fit into where you are going. Right. Uh, I know for me with uh, the two comedy rooms that I run, uh, Lucy's Laugh Lounge in Pleasantville, it's very casual. Okay. Nothing crazy, not really anything out of the ordinary uh, but then the White Plains Comedy Club it's more of a more of an upscale area okay. so it's more of I don't know more of a premier experience I don't know to the steakhouse how would you describe it you've been there <laughs> I'm looking at you classy classy yes so you it's have a gig every class. week or? oh as yeah as opposed to yeah. Bohemian 
Oh. Which is sort of like Pleasantville. Okay. It's I like that. It's more like... Um, Funky but like chic? Casual. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's bohemian. Yeah. Chic. Yeah, so you have to kind of adjust and see what, what right. fits the exactly. area. Yeah. Um, again, Sorry, guys, Dave. we're at Vega, 189 East Hartsdale Avenue, Hartsdale, New York, VegaMexican.com. The only place that reminds me of those old Sega commercials. No. Sega. No, no. I, I think it, every time because I say of it. Vega? Vega. No, not no. At all. no. What's amazing I think about is that, it. you know, both of you have eaten here and you both love it. And you used to be a chef and you love it. Because being a chef is like being a marine. Right. I'm still a chef, okay? <laughs> but you used to be. Ray, I have to ask you one thing. <laughs> I know I know you have your show that you, you do, right, every May for the veterans. Yeah. And we'll plan something, hopefully, for 2020. Yeah. But when it came to Aerosmith, even though you weren't with the bands, did you design their logo? I know you went into merchandising for them, what happened, and you did like their this? first yeah. Aero fan. What happened was this: is when I came back from living in the woods, and I decided to come back to work for the band. You know, I always read a lot of comic books when I was a kid. You know, I always in, in, envisioned myself as a combination of like Bruce Lee and Doctor Strange. Okay. Mm. This super karate guy who could walk through walls. You know? So I read a lot of comic books. When I came back and I saw that the thing that they had, you know, that they were calling their logo, I said, I said, I said, what's that? Right. They said that's our logo. I said that sucks. I'm gonna get you one. So I was riding at the time. Right. So I kind of like the wings. The you Harley. Did the wings. The Harley. Uh, there was his artist back in, in the day in San Francisco. Um, um, he did all the Grateful Dead album covers, man. And he did a lot of, you know, 360 perspective like that. So I try to try to incorporate that into that circle with the A in it and, and the wings, like make, right. that's how that happened. Right. And, and then and then I talked the band into. I said, listen, let's let's make a T-shirt. We'll put the thing on with the wings. With on the it. wings on it. That was huge. And then when Al Hirschfeld, the other guy that does the drawings, the line drawing, when he was doing the album cover. Right. I, I went down, I met with Columbia, and I said, listen, I got a great idea. We, you know, we want to do a fan club, so I want to put a flyer in the album. We were the first American band ever to do that. We put a flyer in the album that on one side, it had, you could buy the, the, the t-shirt, okay, which has a, uh, the, uh, the, uh, in, in the uh, label, it has my name in the label on there, designed by, awesome. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And on the other side was, join the Arrow fan club, Arrow Knows. I was Arrow. I know. You want to know something about Arrow? Write to Arrow and know. We went from no fans to 60,000 fans in two months. Right. What does Aerosmith mean? How did that name yeah, Joey come? Kramer just had an interview about that and talked about how, you know, how he came up with the name. Apparently, he was listening to some album by uh, Nielsen. And, yes. and there's a song on the album, it was Arrow something, and the, him and his buddies were drinking and smoking, and then we got, that's a really cool thing, that's a really cool thing. They were like, Arrow this, Arrow that, Arrow the other thing, and all of a sudden somebody said, Arrow Smith, and goes, and Joy goes, yeah, that's it, that's it. And then, when all the best no, decisions I just found out when, when you're high like the and guys, drunk. The guys that's didn't true. actually like the name, like, like no, they didn't like Steven it. Tyler and Joe Perry, no, like, like Arrow, A-R-R-O-W, Smith, they're like, that's well, there was stupid. A book, there was a book by Upton Sinclair at the time called Arrow Smith. Smith. Right, exactly. But so, Joey goes, no, 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 it's so A-E-R-O. Joe Kramer came around and said, no, I wanted A-E-R-O, like the plane, like yeah. Aerosmith. Yeah. Like, oh, that's it. I just, that's I, just, I just heard the story last week. I never heard the whole story. Joey yeah. finally came out and told the whole story. And I never knew the name of the little I can. 
And that was it. And then they started the wings. Thing that, that made sense with the wings and, and planes. And, and it took off. Yeah, it, it took off after that. It took off big time. As a matter of fact, when they were losing money, I was making money for them. When we were on tour and they were all crazy, well, the they were losing money. Merchandising is so important now for all bands and, and having I'm a good great at it. logo and t-shirts and having a fan base. And that's what Instagram is all about oh, wow, anyway. Yeah. So. It's nice. Logo, it's, it's so important to have the content like branded. Like, How did you come up with the logo for Vega? So, like I said, the the, the designer... It's all her. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. It's, it's a process, right? You, you they, hey, man. they draw 50 of them and you pick one. It's an art form, right? Yeah. You go working with a graphic yeah. yeah. You got a toothache, you call a dentist, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Was there any meaning behind the logo? Was there anything that... No, we just wanted to be casual and fun. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a casual place. So. No, but you made a really good point before when you said we wanted the name to be short and sweet. So it's easy to remember. Right. And if people don't understand that that's really big. Yes. That's a really big thought. It doesn't sound like one. Like, I'll never forget the name of this place. Vega. Right, Vega. Because branding is so big now. Yeah. You have to like learn and find ways where you can penetrate into the mm -hmm. crowd. Mm -hmm. And now I know it means big star. Yes. I actually have a question for you, Tara. Yeah. Because uh, I think we've talked about this in the past. We stand comedy. People sometimes get confused. West and comedy. West and comedy. Is that? Well, are you at West Side Comedy Club now? I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. West is that frustrating? Like it is. But I mean, it does stick. Like people will after like you know we're it's for five years. People go, how's we stand? How's we stand? How's I love that people kind of remember the name right. once they know the name. But when you read it all together, it's West. People say West End all the time. Right. People will announce me on stage from West End Comedy. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. And you, you play in Canada. You go up to I Montreal. Do. I'm in. I'm in Toronto. Niagara Falls a lot. Toronto, Vancouver. I love it. Wow. Yeah. A lot of Italians up there. So many. Really. So Toronto, many. Huge. Toronto's huge. It. Vancouver. I did a theater. And I'll never forget the host was talking in Italian, and I was like, "Do they know who they've hired?" Like, I was, I was literally backstage, like, "Oh my god, they're no!" And I, none of my jokes are. I don't know how to say vagina in Italian, so I was like, <laughs> I, can I, think it's, "I think it's vagina." How do you say right. vagina in Indian? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> do you speak any of the languages? Yeah, I do. What do you speak? Uh, I speak Hindi. Me too. So what? How do you say it in Hindi? We uh, we spoke English at home. Oh. He's avoiding the question. No, no, no. He's dancing. You know oh, what? You know what? It, I think they said shoot. 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 Yes. Shoot. No, that's Spanish, Spanish man. Shoot. <laughs> shoot. That's Spanish, man. I mean, it is a shoot. With, with, like, a, with yeah. a C. With uh, a C. Okay. Shoot. With a, yeah. with a C. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> shoot. C-word. Don't say the C-word in yeah. Hindi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shoot with a C. Oh, anyway, a lot of Italians. I, I my point being, <laughs> they spoke Italian and they unrelated to me not speaking Italian and just talking about being Italian. So it was a really interesting, and it was a huge theater. It was it was interesting. The, uh, the Do that big population often? in Canada once a month probably now. Yeah. Oh wow, that's nice. Yeah, I'd love to work great. once a month. It's a struggle. I'm telling you. How many gigs are you doing a week or a month? I said. Uh, I've been doing one gig in the last three months. Yeah. Wow. He does like two a year. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I do two or three I'm shows a year. I'm I mean, I'm, I'm trying to promote the show now. What I'm doing now is I'm putting a video together now uh, of, all, uh, of all the songs. We're going to do like 10, 15 seconds with costume changes. But i got to get to a theater. You know, i got to need three camera shoot. You know, i got to have it edited. i got to get everybody in the same room at the same right. time. Right. You know. 
Well, you're in a great county. Westchester's definitely coming alive with yeah. more supporting live arts and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I'll tell you, once you see the show, it's like coming to this restaurant. Once you see my show, especially if you're in, in a certain age group and you understand what, what we're trying to portray here, we're showing you the music that everybody first heard in the 60s was kind of was the driving force behind the whole music Wait, industry. It's all classic that's, rock. That's, that's where, why. That's where it all came yeah. from. It all came from there, man. Right. It all came from there. And, and, and we're portraying the, the biggest stars. We dress like they dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We act like they act. We sing like they and sing. And you have a whole like production behind you, right? You have right? a whole production. Have, like, what we did was we, da- we downloaded all the videos from the BBC of the actual bands the singing animals, their songs the that we're singing. So what we're singing their music, they're playing behind us on the screen. Right. So you get to see what they were doing. Right. Because we couldn't do, we didn't have BBC back then. Right. You know, which they, is nice. And so which right. is really a cool thing. Plus I do a, I do a little James Bond thing, uh-huh. you know, you know, where, with the whole. There's a Just whole lot going on. James really? Bond was part of the British invasion, by the way. He came in in '64. Mm. With the, the whole thing, oh, yeah. Of course, right. Yeah. With my mindset, just business-wise, thinking like you can do private events, like weddings. Who wouldn't want? Would you think of that avenue? Would you well, do, I, I, or you well, wouldn't I, want to? And when I can't, find, I need an agent. Hey, listen, if you know an agent, have him give me a call, okay? These guys know my number. I need oh, an agent yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that he could do with that. Yeah, because or private events. Crazy. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get into the casinos. You know, and yeah. on a, cru- I, on, yeah. on, yeah. a cruise ship. I can see this at the Broadway dinner theater. On a theater. cruise ship, man. We right. do a cruise ship where, you, where they do a show yeah, every night for five days. Yeah. It's perfect right. people in, the, my, in my age group. So, you know, so, I always say, so right now you're promoting yourself? Or you have yeah, I do everything on my own, man. I was trying to tell them, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm a hands-on guy, but I had an agent that was, was working with in Boston that works with, a, with an Irish tribute band, and they were telling me all the stuff they were going to do for me. And then they, they don't do anything. And they want ten percent. It's like trying. It's do. like trying to catch a puff of smoke. Right. It's like sometimes, you know, the more you pursue something, the more it evades you. So it's best just to sit back and let it walk into your yeah. trap. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. I've right. never found success with that type of mindset. To be honest, I'm, I'm trying you to. You can't f- just I'm sit back and hope things happen. No, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, but you, but, but you chase it though. Sometimes it runs away from you. you know, so yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out in the middle somewhere. I need, see, I need someone, like I said, if I got a tooth, I got to go to a dentist. Right. I'm not an agent. I'm an artist. I'm a singer, songwriter, performer. Chef, That's who chef I am. is of artistry. Yes, yeah. it is. You know, He's absolutely so an artist in every You're an artist yes. in, on every platform. I know or, that. or on many platforms. But, but, but it's difficult for me to, you know, to, to do the business stuff because, because I'm not ruthless Artists enough. Artists aren't good at it. I'm, I'm not ruthless enough. Right. I mean, right. I can be. Right. I mean, if you try to hurt you're me and my family, boy, you're, in, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, I've been studying martial arts for 30 years. You used years, to be ruthless. You know. I mean, didn't you read that? You used to be the muscle. You were the muscle of the band. All of a sudden, you can't yelled at about a tree. But listen, but ages have a whole Different, a whole different yeah. mindset. Network, of I don't have that. I need, I need someone that's in there. Yeah. That's what I need. I need someone that believes that they can make money from me, because that's what it's always going to boil down to. Can I make money from this guy? Yes. And I can't believe that someone can't see what I'm doing and who I am and what I know and the stories I can tell you know, and what I can do. He's not picking up on it. I don't get it. All right. Come on, Jeevan. So, hey, you. Help him out. Hey, so, you up there. What are you doing to me? So, I want to hear <laughs> when you had to pick Steven Tyler up off the floor when... Who was, like, really drunk? I want, like, a Steven Tyler, like... I promised Steven. Listen, I had a hard time... What do you call it? With, uh, um, um, uh, I can't remember his name. The radio guy. The talk show guy. New York. Howard Stern? 
Howard Stern. I had a real hard time with him. Him and that Baba Bullshit guy that works for him. Oh, yeah, okay. Baba Bullshit. Yeah, 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 Baba Fafa Foo, whatever his name is. Baba Bullshit. They, they try to make me, you know, say bad things about people. I won't do it. So you were on Howard Stern and they... I won't do it. You won't do it. I just won't do it. That's it, man. I've never done it and I ain't going to do it. I How long ago were you on Howard Stern? Years ago. And then they tried to, yeah, we, well, we want to know about this, we want to know about that. I said, well, I'm not, I'm not telling you. Okay, so how about to, this question? You came to the wrong guy. When was the last time you talked to Steven Tyler or saw him? I saw him three weeks ago in, uh, in, in Atlantic City with my wife. And I took May and Mike Spano down to see the show. Because oh, nice. May and Mike Spano does so much for us with the veterans. And uh, Mary Calvi, his wife, mentioned to, 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 to my wife, Lorraine, that uh, when we were doing that, that show for the vets over, over the summer, that he really liked Eric and wanted to go to the show. I called Steven up and said, listen, you see blah 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 and we took took the mayor down to the show and we brought him backstage and he got to meet Stephen and Joe and right. we took pictures together and he saw the show and went it was, it was and don't you have an album that you're working on and I'm he's working on a new album right now to, yeah I'm working to, on a new album right what's now what's the new album called the new album is called Old and New and Old what it is I found a street in White Plains and the corner of the street the sign says New Avenue and Old Street oh really oh, wow. that's an actual location <laughs> An actual, really? an actual physical location in White Plains. You also can just so I graphic a, so that. I took a picture. Easily. I took a picture of it. <laughs> All right. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my guitar and take a picture of me hitchhiking, and that's going to be my new album. Oh, album. I like yeah. that. I, I like that idea. You know what you're I doing. I know what I'm doing. Right. When it comes to that kind of stuff, I do. But right. you know, but finding work. I mean, I had everybody turn. Listen, I try to get to Daryl's house. I, t- I t- sent him the whole thing. Listen, yeah. I'm, I know Jimmy McCartney. I know Jimmy McCartney from the Yardbirds yeah. really well. I've I was up there with them. I met the guys that we talked to them. Do you know Frank Cavalier? And yeah, I know all those guys, but no, nobody's doing anything. I don't get it. Are you on? I know if you tell people to go to your your Facebook page. Are you on Instagram or Twitter? I am on Twitter. You are on Twitter. I am. Twitter. How about Instagram? What is that? Uh, see, that's that. No, I know. Help that, I know what it is. Okay. I, I have a girl that does that for me. But, but then again, you see, I finance everything myself. You know, and I'm, and, you know, like right now, I got to put this video together, and I'm looking at what five, eight thousand dollars to put a video together. You know, for a two-minute video because I can't make it longer than two minutes because people's attention spans are like cats. That's why I have a super short film that's yeah, under yeah, three minutes. So you know what I'm talking about. Hundred percent. But, 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 but to, to get that two short. minutes, to get that two minutes. What kind of video are you trying to get made for? Well, I want to show, I want to show the actual show we're doing. Right uh-huh. now I have a video that precedes the show and it shows picture of my pictures of myself, Stephen and Joe Perry in the early days with our early bands and what we looked like and what we were doing and what we were thinking. And, and then, you have all this footage already. That's already done. Go on my website, you can you can download and look it right editor? out. No, I know that's already done. But well, so you already paid the two thousand dollars. About the actual show. But the show itself. The actual show we do, that has to be, has to be filmed. Because every time I go to a club to film it, the light sucks. So you're going to pay... The cameraman, somebody's walking in front of the camera. You're with me on this. Yes, okay. I don't um, the sound's not working right. Frank, yeah. Frank is the truck. Please let, let him speak. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to pay someone $2,000... To film you at Barnum McNabs, I'm assuming? No. Where? I have to go to a theater. A theater. Or a theater. Okay. Exactly. I have to go to a theater that has, a, you know, a screen. So is the theater going to cost you money? Is that yes. I'm going to rent the theater. Okay. i got to okay. get a camera crew. There we go. i got to get a three-man. That makes Thank so, you, I needed that clarification. I need a camera crew. I need a lighting crew. Yes. I need people that, you know, technicians. When you got a tooth, you okay. call a dentist. I need technicians that know how to film that stuff. 
No, I, know I know there's a place that, with an iPhone. No, no, no. I mean, you could probably do an Indiegogo for something like this, to yeah. be honest. I, I need my band there and with three different costumes so we can do the songs in three different things. I need different annuals. I got to sit there and edit it. And then I got to put a two-minute thing on. No, nobody, nobody wants paper anymore. Everybody's got to be online. Right. Everybody wants video of something. Have you have you or anybody you work with looked into doing an Indiegogo for an event like this? What's that? Indiegogo is one of those websites. I'm not trying to pick that one over any other one, um, where you let people know, hey, this is a project I'm working on. I need X amount of money to get this funded. Oh, you mean if that? You, what do you call GoFundMe? One of those. Yeah, like uh, Indiegogo is probably better for what you're talking about, though. And you do different tiers. If you donate 50 bucks, you'll get a t-shirt and a pass to the show. 100 bucks, you're one of the editors or producers, so on and so forth. You set up any $5 tier in there. Thank you so much for helping with the arts. That could get... If, if you're passionate, and we, we clip something like this together, actually, you could probably use exactly what we're talking about right now. Post it on Indiegogo.com and share this. People would want to help a cause like this. What you're trying to put together is inspirational. Your history and everything that you're throwing out there, you know, it's, it's really I, I, unique. I, I think special. so too, man. I mean, American this, let me tell you yeah. something. Sometimes I think about, sometimes I think about how my life has gone and, 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 I, and I say to myself, I say, wow, how many guys can tell my story? Right. right. Not many. No. Pete, Pete Best can tell a little bit of it, you know, but, but he stopped doing it. He's not, he's not, he's not, he doesn't do this anymore. You know, I, I came back into this because when I get up there and I play those songs that, I, that, that made me want to play, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm 14 years old again mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm back there doing that, that shit that I love. Do it for the love. And now I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm not just listening to it. I'm, I'm doing it, man. I'm Have you it. ever considered writing a book? I am writing a book. I've I'm, I'm been working on it for five years. The name of the book is called A Thousand and One Jobs. Because that's how many jobs I've had in my life, you know, and, and I got fired from every one of them. Even my mother fired me. You know? but, uh, that's a true story. I'll tell you about it sometime. So, um, Aerosmith has a residency in Vegas now. Have I was there. I was there for opening night. I was there for opening night. Yeah, I was there for opening night. They didn't treat. They didn't treat me like I thought I should be treated, but I was there for opening night. And, uh, how did they not? How did you want to be treated? I'm gonna. I'm gonna be nice. How did you want to be treated? Let me put it to you this way: the Aerosmith van that I recovered for them and helped put together with American Pickers was parked in the lobby of the place with a whole merchandise thing around it. I should have been there doing the merchandise, running the whole thing. I had to sneak in. Wait, I got th- but you got it for free. I got thrown out. What? I had to sneak in and I got thrown out. Yeah, I got told to leave. By who? By the, by, the, by the people that were there that was looking you know, at like some 14-year-old kid that had a badge on, and I didn't. Well, did you, did you, <laughs> I mean, do you have, like, Stevens or anyone's numbers? Were you able to say, hey, look, yeah. they kicked me out? Yeah, yeah, or is it one of those things I, I you're not going to bother I, them? I got their numbers. I got everybody to call them right now if I want. But, but, Let's get them on the phone and figure this out. <laughs> so you just so left it. I would have drove off in the van. I would have been yeah. like, really? I, 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 I went to sit in it, and some guy, some guy started giving me a hard time. I said, hey, dude. Did you watch American Pickers? He goes, yeah. I said, oh. Goes, oh. No, then he let me stay in the van. I sat there for a few minutes, and then somebody else told me I had to leave because I didn't have my passes. As a matter of fact, on that show, no one was allowed. I mean, I went to see the show. They gave me tickets and passes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They gave me tickets and passes. Tickets were ridiculous. Your price. The, the, oh, the, 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 so wait, you had tickets, tickets and passes. The tickets, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have it ahead of time. I had, listen, I had to feel like a red-headed stepchild okay. to get what I wanted. Mm. When, it, when, when it should have been, where's Ray? We got to give him this. 
Now, hey man, can I have that? Bullshit. It's a big that's, that's, that's what I said when you're, not, when you're not getting treated right. You know what? I want to be treated the way I treat you. Is that, on the, is that on the tour manager? Is that on the venue? Is that on Steven Tyler? Who's going to fall on? Who's on top? So you blame Steven Tyler for that? No, no, I'm not blaming everybody. I'm saying, I'm saying that there's a certain protocol, man. There's a certain protocol that should be followed, okay? And if it's not followed, you know, why? Who's, who's not telling, this is how it has to be done? Okay? I don't know. Who's the producer for that show? Is it um, AEG? I don't get, I don't know. I don't, you don't know? I don't know. I just wanted to go out for opening night. I wanted to be there for opening night. Right. I wanted to be there for the whole thing. My loving wife, it wasn't for her, she, she pulls to the cameraman over. He goes, he goes, are you the guy from America Pickers? He goes, well, that's Ray Tavaro. And, and oh, really? Then they pulled me over. See, why wasn't it all set up? It should have been all set up. Hmm. Did they know in advance you were coming? Of course they knew I was coming. The van wouldn't be there if it wasn't for me. They knew Everybody knew I was coming. So who made the connection for the van? What do you mean? Like... You're saying the van wouldn't be there if it wasn't for you. Right. Right. So, who did you talk to about getting the van there? Did, you, did they know that you were got, also I, I going? Got, a guy sent me a postcard about five years ago with a picture of the van on it. No, no, we know how you recovered it, right, but right. how did you get it to Vegas? No, no, American Pickers, we made, made a deal with the guy that, that had the van, and they took it to Indiana, okay, and then they rebuilt it. And just before they rebuilt it, I called them up and said, oh, by the way, I have the original license plate off the truck from 1970. Right, but how did it get to Vegas? Vegas they, was they opening brought, night. They brought right. it. So you the didn't bring it there. The, 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 picker, the pickers okay. brought it there. So they don't, they, you, they you're, the picker, right. the so you're saying that it wouldn't be there if it wasn't for you, but they just know it from American Pickers, not necessarily you. Who just, who just, who just knows it? The, 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 the Vegas show, the showroom. Yeah, the, yeah, right. But... The day of the show, the opening night of the show, I should have kind of been like a celebrity guest, maybe. But again, if there's no contact made, right, how are they going yeah, to? Make, who's supposed to make the contact? Me? Yes. Yes, no, me? I them that you were coming. Or you're ma you don't have a manager or an agent, so it yeah. is on you. Yeah, you, you have to let a, them know you you're coming. I'm sure if they knew the you were coming. The whole band and their management knew I was coming. How? They knew you were coming how? You told them? Because they got me hotel rooms. Oh, okay. They knew I was coming. Oh, so they knew for months I was coming. It just sounds like there's some kind of miscommunication. The miscommunication, my ass. Okay, what it was, what it was is, let me tell you how it works. Guys, the are you watching? It's a party in here. Are you, are you watching? <laughs> look, look, look at this. I, I'm sorry, I can't. Steven Tyler's not important right now. He's the tallest here's, man in the world. Here's how it works, man. Bar and none of us are noticing. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, oh my God, he's too advanced. Andrew, I don't. Andrew, you wouldn't even have to bend down, honey, if you wanted to. That was. Whoa. Extremely tall. Oh, my God. Extremely tall. Okay, sorry. I got sidekicked. Does he eat here alive? What does he eat? I haven't, I haven't seen him. Sorry. I, you, you definitely would have You're having him. some night here. Too. You, you got uh, former, uh, one of the original Aerosmiths. You got Tara Kenestrosi. You got Frank I'm, and Lynn. Andrew Steiner. Guinness Book of World Records. And tallest man. I'm just having fun in the same daughter. in Westchester, at least. He's eight Listen to me reiterate really quickly, man. Like yeah. I told you before, I won't say anything bad about anybody. I just No, nobody's asking you to. I wasn't treated the way I would have treated them if it was if the roles were reversed. Gotcha. Right. I agree. If the roles okay. were reversed, I, I would have made sure the person that did all that was standing right next to me. 
when the cameras were on. That's how, what I would have did. How was the okay. show? You never got into the show? You never no, made no, it? No, we went to the show. The show was yeah. okay. The show was good? The show was okay, but there's yeah. a, there a lot of problems. I mean, opening it was, night. It was opening night. It was a lot, a lot of logistical Grand. problems. It's at the end of the show, there. Stephen was backstage yeah. in his office with his manager, yeah. yelling at people for three hours. Right. We hung around and we said, the hell it, we left. We never even got to see him that night. Right, because it's always rough the first night. Does Stephen know that you were treated like that? I'm, I'm only asking. I'm not. Try, I'm definitely not trying to get you to say something bad. Tell me something. But when something happens in this place to anybody, do you know what's going on? You have ask to. him. He'll tell you the answer. Okay. Okay. I mean, you that almost. I, I, I'd ask Stephen to have his uh, PR person just be like, "Hey, look, anything we're doing, make sure there's a plus one." For you ready, like something like that. But, you know, That's I mean, the only reason I'm asking. Once I'm back there, you know, you know I do think we. I'm gonna end it with this. At the end of the show, when I walk back there with my all-access pass on and my wife, some piss ass walked over to me and said, "How did you get back here?" <laughs> I almost, I almost. Yeah. Wow. No, no, it is I, I almost, I almost. That's, a, that's horrible. Wow. But, with the pass on and everything. Yeah. How did I get back here? Who the fuck are you? How long have you been here? Ten minutes? I do feel like in big productions, and even small ones, things do slip through the cracks. And usually the artist is not at fault, can say only so much or, or can set the precedence for something. But at the end of the day, when you know this as an artist, when you have to perform, ultimately that is the sole focus. It's like, hey, Raymond has to be here. And you've, you've already delegated that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I don't, you maybe don't follow up because you've already said it. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, playing devil's advocate. Have another yeah. drink. No, that makes sense. It, it, yeah. it does. I know Have when I'm performing, drink. sometimes I can't be, no, I can't be in charge of where someone Look, you, you, I, listen, listen, I know everybody in the chain of command from the top to the bottom. I got all their cell phones in my... Oh, so, right. so it's, right so it's not just on one person. Tyler right but now. But it's not no. just on Steven. <laughs> it's on a... a it wasn't done the way it was supposed to be done. The only one who treated, treated me right was Joey Kramer. When I okay. stuck my head to the door, he said, he said, hold it. He goes, he, let the, the guy, he goes, let that guy in. And the guy goes, he doesn't have a pass. And Joey goes, I'm his pass. Oh, okay. That's how I got in. That's what had to happen after I flew 2,000 miles. So I really don't want to talk about this. Okay. All right, so the Aerosmith residency. It leaves a sour go taste in my out. mouth. It, does, it just leaves a sour taste. That's not the margarita. <laughs> Have you tried it? No, I don't drink. You don't drink. I've been so I everybody, I haven't had a drink since last century. At Barney McNabb's. Yes, definitely check. Come that out, out and support. Come on. And support. Come out and support the music, man. Okay? Exactly. And hopefully, people watching this music, are, are going to know about the the show we're going to have. You're going to have. A theater that'd be incre- yeah. like this could I'll definitely be used it. on your Indiegogo. Yeah. It really like like this can be because they usually want um, Andrew. I'm looking at you. They usually want like a YouTube video or something directly uploaded, right? Well, I got I got, yeah. I got stuff, plenty of stuff on YouTube, man. Me, play, me playing with a couple of different uh, Arab tribute bands. Me playing with my band. Me doing interviews. You know, I've, I've been on, I've been on uh, MTV VH1. I've been I've been on you know, a, a biography station. I've been on them all. There's plenty of stuff to look at. Man. Okay. Hey, we're just trying to help but you. Let, but let me set the record straight. <laughs> I love Stephen. I love Joe. I love the band, man. Okay. Sometimes the business end of it. Yep. There were just snakes and vipers in the in the bushes, man, and they bite they bite you, man. That's what happens. It happens, yeah. man. So Tara, you also do some charity work. I do. Yes. You do. Chaz Promontary's Child Reach Foundation. Yes. What? Tell us about that. 
So uh, I produced two shows so far. We're going to have our third one in the works uh, for 2020. Chaz is also a Westchester Chaz resident. Chaz is a Westchester resident, a Bronx boy. Yes. Originally, obviously, a Bronx tale. Um, and I started working with Chaz about two and a half years ago. Uh, it was uh, random. He, um, I got, he came to support a local Bronx Italian. He came to one of my comedy shows, and then after the show, we kind of linked up, and he said, what can we do positive together, and we just joined forces. Uh, he has a charity called Child Reach Foundation that raises money for children with pediatric blood disorders and uh, police officers with um, children who have disabilities, uh, so it was a real, and it's, he's very hands-on, him and his 100% of the proceeds go to all of these families, you know, everything goes to the families. Um, That's so sweet. So we do, we do a comedy night, and uh, okay. it's uh, it's really nice. This year we did it at Gotham Comedy Club with uh, Chris DiStefano and Goomba Johnny, myself, Goomba Anthony Rosia. Yes, Anthony Rosia. So Love when, him too. When do you do He'll that? He'll be at White Plains. Um, so we did that. The first time we did it was uh, September, I believe, in 2017. Then we did one last May. And then we'll bring one. Um, maybe my goal is to bring one to Westchester in 2020. Because okay. Okay, so uh, we've done two city, we've done two city of, uh, venues. But a lot of the people, because of Chaz and because of myself, uh, come from the Bronx and Westchester. They come into yeah. the city. So yeah. I'd like to kind of find some place. That, if I could I think, think of any place like... White Plains. White Plains. Well, maybe we can have something, right? We seat wise, and it have to accommodate. We had 300 people at Gotham. Oh, 300. Um, so, uh, a good number. Yeah, a little tight for you then. Right, but you know, not for a more exclusive event or a more That's intimate. True. You know, a higher price ticket to raise more money, but something more intimate. With you know, there's other there's other avenues to take uh-huh. when you're raising money and it's charity. It's all going. And you're get you're actually seeing where the money goes. Yes. Chaz will deliver checks himself. Yes. It's really it's it's, it's really that's cool to be behind. It's that's nice. fantastic. And that's kinda like we stand. Like we stand for something in right. our company. So yeah. that's why we try and do a lot of charity events. I know. I love but, uh, that. Thank that's you. great. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. Thank you. Uh, you have a couple picks for us before yeah, we wrap it up? I have some picks. Before we leave, I gotta I gotta talk about this week coming up. Yes. All right, so on Thursday, Tower of Power. They're playing at uh, Terrytown Music Hall on Thursday, October 24th. On uh, Friday, October 25th, there's a Halloween costume party at the Hudson Anchor um, with uh, Drew Bordeaux and his friends. He's playing with Greg Jacqueline and oh, all those guys. Great. So we have to promote that. Um, I love it there. I love the food there. If you haven't tried the Hudson Anchor in Sleepy Hollow, definitely go and try them. On uh, Saturday, October 26th, uh, there is the Pete Saloon Halloween Costume Contest. Always a big event in Westchester County. Sugar Rush is playing um, starting at 10 o'clock. He gives out prizes for best costumes. It's a lot of fun. It always gets really crowded. Be creative, and uh, you just might win like $500. Nice. I believe it oh, is. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> and then coming up on um, Tuesday, October 29th, and Wednesday, uh, October 30th, Elvis Costello and the Imposters is playing at uh, the Capitol Theater. So if you haven't gotten tickets yet, definitely go check them out. Love Elvis. He is a huge... Huge star. I love his music. Love we, we did some yeah. show. We did way back in the day. We, he opened yeah. up some shows for us. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, on November 15th, White Plains Comedy Club. I'll be there. That one I'll be there. Oh, Even terrible. if it was the day of my November shower, 2nd. I would be there. <laughs> November okay. 2nd. We're not thinking about November 2nd. Have, um, the Irish Invasion. 
happening at Now, on October, on Friday, at the Comedy Club, you have uh, the Ladies of Compound Media on the 25th? Yes, the 20th. Is it Friday? 25th, Friday. 25th. Friday. Queens of Compound Media. Those are... Um, yeah, what do you have? It's... Eight, um, eight ladies? Seven. Seven. Uh, Chrissy Mayer's on it. Right. She obviously hosts Wet Spot on Compound. Yeah. Joanne Nosichinsky, who's actually Miss New York 2013, uh, is one of the co-hosts of Morning on Compound, as well as some of the more popular guests. Uh, yeah. Wendy Starling. Yeah. Uh, Karen Feehan. Karen Margolis. Sexy lineup. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. And Sue Costello, who had that sitcom in the 90s, Costello, on ABC. Oh, really? Yeah, she's oh. coming too. That's cool. exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, November 1st, Don Jameson will be at Loose, uh, God, White Plains. Okay. Oh, wow. I yeah. want to show it him on SMI that you saw me on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right, wasn't he on, oh, yeah, we were on the same he show. He was on we a lot worked. of those. Yeah, yeah. He's also known for uh, VH1's That Metal Show. Okay. That's okay. what his, his yeah. bigger, more Not popular that metal show. Yeah. Yeah, him, Jim Florentine are great. I've had Jim before at Lucy's. Yeah. Uh, November 7th, Jake the Snake Roberts will be at White Plains. And uh, November 8th is Mike Cannon. So, oh, I love Mike Cannon. Yeah, oh, he's so shows. funny. And then I already said November 2nd, Barney McNabbs. You can see Ray in the British Invasion. Yeah. Uh, November 20th, Catch Tara at 808 Social. Who's on that show with you? That That's morning? a dinner and a show. Okay. We haven't uh, announced the lineup yet. Okay, but check that out. Yeah. Great place. Great shows yeah. always there. Yeah. Wednesdays, right? Once Wednesday. a month? Wednesdays, yeah. once a month. Uh, you got anything coming up? Mondays. Monday the beer. Oh, yeah. The beer. I'm yes. Believe. So domestic, Ford import, Ford doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? No, Wednesdays is wine night. I'll be back. Oh, yeah, Wednesdays, Wednesdays half wine. Wine. Thursday is sangria. It's big yeah. ladies night game. This place is definitely a happy, yeah. fun place. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're having a good place. time, and those margaritas are working, man. <laughs> Damn. The tallest man in the world is sitting down. You're the tallest prices, man in the world. This okay, place is that's great. the update. You've got to raise the prices, man. You guys should come here more often. We will. I know. <laughs> I've been a regular for 10 years. Thank so you, thank you. Hey, Liz, I have something for you. Yeah. This, oh. is, this is a picture of the original lineup of Aerosmith. Oh, wow. Wow, let's see this. It's signed by the entire band and me. Wow. Oh, thank you so much. And I wrote a little much. note on the bottom for you there. That is so great. That's oh, amazing. wow. Let's see. Oh, I want to see. And, and I know, I know I nobody has that. Out. Yeah, let's, I was going to think in the same I want to see if I can. Where's Crazy Ray? Don't tell me. This is Crazy Ray right there in the That's corner. That's me. Is you know what? When, when, I, when my mother sold wow. her house in 1997, I found that T-shirt and I have it still. Wow. That's incredible. That's a t-shirt. That's Geronimo on the t-shirt. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. That's okay. That's you know, if you notice in the back, all the way in the back, uh, there's a little fence back there, yeah. and there's like little letters on it. This, this is Terrier Stadium at BU. Yeah. But this section over there yeah, is there in, the it's a section in between S and T. And Stephen sat right between S and T. And I never noticed it for 30 years. All of a sudden, I looked at the back. I said, that little rascal. He sat at that one seat because he was sitting right between the S and the T section of the oh, stand. That's so great. That's great. Guys, thank you all so much. Thank you for having us here again. Anytime. Vega. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for coming and thank you for coming in. Vega, 189 East Hartsdale yeah, Avenue, Hartsdale, New York. VegaMexican.com. Thank you very much. Have a good night. All right. Good night. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was good. Take one of these.